You are listening to You and the Truth, where we will give you the truth face-to-face. Now what you do with it is up to you. Hey everybody, welcome to You and the Truth, where we bring you face-to-face with the truth. And of course, what you do with it, well, it's totally up to you. I am honored uh, to have uh, a couple of real special people on the show today. And they'll introduce themselves, uh, they'll tell you a little bit about themselves, and then we're going to get into the conversation as we do. We have Mike Essen, and we have Tom Gatens, and my co-host, Jason, just got kicked off. You know how this electronic stuff is, so when he comes back on, I'll just let him back in and and we'll do our thing. But let me get started by saying this. We're going to be covering, this is something very dear to me. As I sure, I'm sure that it's very dear to so many people out there. That we find ourselves in a situation in this country right now. Forget about the world for a second. I, I'm an American. I was born in New York, and I've seen this country from from the early 1950s to what is what is going on now. And I have to tell you something. I am I'm really scared. It's, I, I just have no idea. And mm-hmm. and what bothers me more than anything, gentlemen, Mike and Tom, is that. From what I understand, and Tom, you guys could probably answer this better, um, the participation of young people in in churches and spirituality is declining. Uh, you guys can get into that. This is what I understand. And it, it, it amazes me because, you know, I found myself when, when I have a, a – I, I used to go on to God only when I had a, a situation in life, and it was a negative situation. Of course, I learned some years ago that him being my father, he wants me to come to him with everything, with his, with my joys, mm-hmm. uh, with everything. And I've learned to do that. But for years, it was just, I think most people just go to him when when the when the things are not going as they planned. And I look at this country, and, and it's just, it's going downhill. It's going downhill. So... Uh, we were we talked about this, gentlemen, Mike and Tom and Jason. We talked about this. Uh, I, I've always thought to myself, what is the difference, you know, between Judaism, Catholicism, and Christianity? What is really the basic difference? I mean, there is a God. We all believe there's God is God. And I'm thinking to myself, what is the difference between that? Because I, I I'm a very simple guy, and I don't. So I've got Mike here, who who is who is Jewish. And I have right. Tom here, who's a devout Catholic, uh, uh, Catholic. Uh, and Jason. Well, you're going to hear his story. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of weird. It's it's kind of nice to get another point of view. But, gentlemen, I'm going to hand this over to you, uh, um, Mike. I'll, I'll start with you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, and 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 then just try to tell us in 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 short words so we can get this in. What is the basic? idea of, of Judaism, Judaism, what is it, if you had to say it in two or three sentences, what would it be? What makes a Jewish person a Jewish person? Thank you, first of all, Ralph. It's great to be on this You and the Truth. It's been Tom, and it was a pleasure being on with you as well. My name is Mike Esson. I'm, ba- I'm very much known by the community of South Florida's conservative voice. I mean, I'm a, I'm a well-respected conservative talk show host, and I'm not now. And I'm also a huge movie buff, and I love baseball, and uh, I like music up until 1989. But but but, I, but, but I am a Jew. I'm, I'm a Jew, I'm a Jewish man. Now, what is the only, the only qualification for being Jewish? I'm going to talk. And um, is that you're born Jewish? Unlike Protestantism, I talk a little more about Catholicism. That's what I'm confused about. Protestantism, Christianity, in Protestantism, you have to accept Christ. You're not a Christian. Judaism is a is a culture and a religion. There's three different sects of Judaism. I'm not I'm not going to rant. Don't worry. Um, Orthodox believes that Orthodox Judaism believes that God dictated to Moses verbatim every word of the Bible, and they're also into very strict traditions. Because the conservative Jews are the very most confusing to me. They believe that. They, they, they believe in traditions, but a few exceptions. The problem is they're getting more social justice oriented, even worse than the third woman I mentioned, because they have to prove themselves. Reformed Jews usually are either atheists or bio believers who believe the, their inspirational words all allegorical, and in their services they don't believe that they basically don't even mention God. The only thing, a couple things I want to mention: the difference between Judaism and Christianity. There's two, there's two differences that stand out to me. Christians believe the Messiah has come, Jesus Christ. We as Jews believe the Messiah is coming. But one thing that stands out particularly to me is, 
in Christianity, and I, I believe Catholicism too. I'm not. This is that's my, the one I'm the expert, expert expert about. Lust could be a sin. Your thoughts could be evil as well as your deeds. In Judaism, it's strictly your deeds. No, you don't have to unconditionally forgive, and you can think what you want. In fact, there's a holiday called Yom Kippur where you not only have to ask for people have to ask for forgiveness, you have to atone for your sins. That's that. That's my take. Um, back to you, Ralph. Okay, I appreciate that, Tom. And, and by the way, sometimes I take notes just to remember things because at my age, I tend to forget things. So <laughs> I write down notes later and ask you some questions because it's very interesting. I thank you for that, Mike. Thank you. Tom, let me turn it over to you. Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, your, your background, and then, and then get into the Catholicism aspect of it. Sure. I'm Tom Gatins. I'm a, basically, I'm an uber activist. Um, I'm a, we talked about the Cuban passion that people have. Um, I have that Italian passion and Irish passion in me. So I, I speak with my hands a lot and um, I, there's nothing I do without passion. And so I've been an uber activist on conservative constitutional principles my entire life. Um, and I've been a, a very strong uh, apologist for the Catholic Church uh, for most of my adult life. But I, not always. When I was in college, I, I had, I had you know, faded away from my Catholicism for my youth. Like Mike, so this is the interesting. So Judaism and Catholicism have... Um, and let me just add to this. When I say Catholicism, I mean Christianity. Um, so we'll, I can define that more as we go along here is there is no separation between Christianity and Catholicism. They are one and the same. The difference is, is one is, if you think of it like a square and a rectangle, um, that, that's how it is. Because Christians, the term Christian was, it was a def definitive moment uh, that was Catholicism. Catholicism simply means universal. It's the universal church, um, which encompasses all Christians. But there are fallen away Christians. There are Christians who don't consider, consider themselves Catholics. But I'll go back to the, the, the Judaism for a second. We all have the same foundation. We have Abraham. Um, Abraham is the father of the three major religions. And um, the core of this was the change of the name from Abram to Abraham. And what's ironic is the same thing happened to Christianity Catholicism. When uh, Jesus said to Simon, uh, Simon Bar-Jonah, uh, I'm going to name you Peter. And on this rock, Petra, I'm going to build my church. And he didn't say, I'm going to build my 55,000 churches. He said, I'm going to build my church, my singular church. So this is where Jesus, who was a Jew, um, keep in mind, he was, a, he, was a, he was a practicing Jew. He knew the, he knew the Old Testament, which is you know, the Septuagint and all these um, elements of the Torah at the time that he understood it better than the rabbis. In fact, one of the many names that Jesus goes by in the Bible is rabbi. They called him rabbi, teacher. Um, so at the core of Catholicism and Christianity is um, Catholicism. Uh, and, and at that is the core of G is Jesus. All the apostles were Jewish, um, bar one, right? And so that is the core foundation. This is the beauty of what this is all about is instead of separatism, these quadrants, we are all one family and, 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 and God. And so when you spoke about God the Father, uh, Ralph, you're exactly right, because this is the, the great commandments of the Bible that we hold very dear in the, in the, in the Catholic tradition. This is the difference, is that Judaism, and Mike made the good point, that Judaism, you're born into Judaism, just like you're born into Catholicism. Now, you can convert into Catholicism, but for instance, I'm a cradle Catholic. So there's two levels of this. And this is why the second largest church in the, in the United States behind the Catholic church is fallen away Catholics, because here's the core of it. We, there's a cultural side of Judaism. There's a cultural side of, of Catholicism. If people are born Catholic, they can fade away. They can leave. They can move to another denomination. They can do something else. But when they define themselves on polls, uh, as you said, as you even started the show, uh, Ralph, you even said, you know, I, I, I was I was born Catholic. And so that's that baptism at birth that Catholicism has, which Judaism, you are a Jew when you are born a Jew. Now, you can convert to Judaism. You can convert to Catholicism. Those are the elements that are important. But here's the point I wanted to make, and that is um, the two great commandments there are you shall love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind. Right. That's the first. The second is. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And those two core pieces of Christianity um, are, to your point, Ralph, is the defining principle. Those other defining 
characteristics are built all upon that. Yeah, Tom, that's great. Um, let me tell you what I, I, my, I, I wrote down so many questions, but Jesus's words were very simple. It was all about love and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you, if you read about, if you read the Lord's prayer, when, when the, the, the disciples asked him, a Lord, um, how should we pray? They didn't, you know, he said, this is how you should pray. He didn't tell them, this is how you have to pray or you must pray. He said, this is how you should, because this is where free will comes in. I'm a real simple guy. And I truly believe that man has the, the innate ability to complicate everything they touch. <laughs> I'm talking about from the smallest detail to the largest detail. And they have taken this subject of of um, faith in God and the subject of God to levels that I'm sure God is stand, you know he's, he's he's saying what are they doing what 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 are these people doing so I could get into a whole diatribe as to why I believe Jesus came I'm I'm not going to do that now because it would take me forever and since I'm Cuban it would take <laughs> me forever see but to me I, I I need to simplify things so guys let me let me ask you a question I'll go to you first Mike and Tom this question goes ex- directly to something that you said um, are Catholics are all Catholics Christians mm-hmm. and are all yes. Christians Catholic so great okay so here, here's here's the and this is what people get lost in the translation a great question so in Matthew we find that Christ speaks to Peter. He renames him in the Jewish tradition. So in the Jewish tradition, when you are giving someone a special task, you rename them. Abram becomes becomes Abraham, right? So Jesus does this to Peter, to to basically Simon, and names him Peter. And he says to him, and this is why it's important for us to own love history. We talked about this the other day, Ralph, when we chatted, how much you love history, I love history. I know Mike does. So if we know our history, in the ancient world, when Alexander went and conquered, or when um, Genghis Khan um, and Attila the Hun went and conquered, when these great legions left um, and the king, Caesar, went, they leave a prime minister. This is a Jewish tradition. They leave a prime minister to rule over what was left so that there's order, because order is required in society. So when Jesus gives the keys to the kingdom, he says, Peter, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. What you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. What you bind on in heaven shall be bound on earth. So, from that point on, Peter is is the leader of the church. That he always Christ explains this multiple times. He calls it the church. He doesn't say the churches. He he says the church. And when he goes through, like right now, we're, we're Catholics are in Lent. After Easter, we go to the Pentecost. The Pentecost is that is that forty day period where Jesus comes back from the dead, right? And he comes back. And he comes to life again, and he starts to teach the apostles. This is what I'm, I'm breathes upon them the Holy Spirit and says, "I'm empowering you to go out and make disciples of all nations." This is what I'm doing. This is where the bigger birth of Christianity is. It's a birth of Catholicism. So, up until 1100, all Christians were Catholics. I mean, there were there were other sects that were small little sects, the Gnostics. There was these other little groups, but. The Catholicism of it was core, and I can give you some examples, but I don't want to belabor that. But up until 1100, when you had the schism with the East and Western Church, the Greek Orthodox, um, it was all one. It was one church, essentially. So in 1516 to 1532, when Luther decided to change the Bible, and this is where the, the real chasm comes, and this is why there's confusion. In about 382, there are three councils. There's a council of Trent, the council of Nicaea, council of Hi- uh, multiple. So there's, I'm sorry, there's Hippo, there's Carthage, and there's um, a second Carthage, uh, and then Nicaea. So those councils, they brought theologians together and they said, okay, what are the canonical books that we believe in? And they found 73 books. And they said, they went through, they went through more. And they said, these are not the inspired word. These are not inspired word. Let's get rid of them. So they settled on 73. And that was consistent until Martin Luther. Martin Luther decided, you know what? I don't like some of these problems. He had problems with the Catholic church because he, 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 didn't, he didn't like indulgences, which is his biggest thing. But he also didn't like celibacy. He thought priests should get married. So 
he chose to take out books of the Bible that he didn't like. But who gave him that authority? See, the, remember what I said in the Bible, in Matthew, Jesus gives Peter the authority by giving him the keys of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. No one ever gave Luther the keys of the kingdom to remove books from the Bible. That's where we've gotten. So the Christian denominations started with Lutheranism, then it became, there was Calvinism, and then multiples showed up. In the 17 and 1800s, a, a, a revitalization of new Christian denominations exploded. And in the 20th century, we had an exponential growth to the point now there's estimations of 42 to 55,000 different denominations of Christianity. We're all under that same ultimate umbrella of believers of Christ as being the Savior. And so when we ask what that all means is we're all under that umbrella of Jesus the Savior. As Mike pointed out, the difference is we believe he's our Savior. Mike thinks he's a prophet. And that's that's the delineation. But then within Christianity, there is this 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 chasm and that chasm is that the authority the the catholic church believes that there there's required authority because the bible shows there was required authority in fact that's what these epistles are the epistles that when when paul writes to the corinthians and he writes to the ephesians what these letters are are there's disputes in the local church and so that dispute he sends he then goes up to peter and writes the letter and he says he's asking for guidance on this, and these letters then come back as guidance to the local church. And this is how we gathered the Bible. So this authority is well respected in the Bible, and whether it's acknowledged or not by denominational Christianity, it's there because they celebrate it every Sunday when they read their books of the books of the Bible, the sixty-six books that they've remained. Hmm. If that helps explain it. Yeah, I got to tell you something, uh, Tom. I love to hear you speak. I mean, it's just so in depth. Uh, you lost me at the bakery, okay? <laughs> uh, I, I'm a real simple guy. Uh, anybody, but let me turn this over to Mike a second. Mike, mm-hmm. would, would you respond to Tom? And then I want to ask you a specific question about Judaism. Respond to him in what respect? I'm looking for. Well, if you have anything to say, you want to ask him something, or maybe because he did refer to, to Judaism. Um, if you want me to ask you a specific question, I have questions, specific questions to ask you now. Since I agree with everything you said, I have nothing to ask. So, okay, so, there you go. Sure, All right, so let ahead. me ask you something. From what I understand, and I knew this, but you guys just reinforced it, that you are born a Jew. Correct. Right. If you're by, I want to clarify. Okay. If your mother is Jewish, that's the only qualification you need, period. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. All right. So there's sure. no act that has to be performed on you later for you to say, I'm a Jew. You're a Jew the moment you're born if your mother is of the Jewish faith. Yes or no? That is correct. You are, you, you are okay. born Jewish, died Jewish, and in between you're Jewish too. Right. So I may have misspoken at the beginning because when I said, well, I was born Catholic, I was not born Catholic because the fact that my mother and my father were Catholics, most Catholics, especially from Cuba, they say, I'm Catholic. But they went to church on holidays. No, no. Wait, hold it, hold it, Ralph. But ahead, no, ahead, you ahead, are. Tom. No. So here's 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 where the definitive definitive moment is. A few weeks after you were born, particularly in Cuba, because they're such strong traditionalists, mm-hmm. you were brought to the local parish and you were baptized by the local priest. Correct. You were baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy yes. Spirit, and you were adopted into the family of Catholicism mm-hmm. at that moment. So whereas modern um, Protestantism does not believe in infant bat- baptism. They believe you, you you become an adult and then you declare your your, your belief as Christ is your savior. Um, in Catholicism, you are handed over to Christ at baptism and your sins are cleansed away from you at that point. Uh, your original sins are cleansed away from you at that point. So then you become, then go through the catechesis of learning what Catholicism is, but at baptism, you are born, you are raised and, and defined as a Catholic. Mm-hmm. That's why, and this is why there's such a huge problem within the Catholic Church, and you've identified it. And that is, if we don't catechize, catechize is teaching. That's how you teach right. a, a Catholic what it means to be Catholicism. That process has been broken for a very, very long time. And because it's broken, there is a disconnect. And Jason was feeling the same way. I mean, Jason's not with us yet, but he, he, he mentioned this earlier, that 
you know, he's, he's having problems with the Catholic Church, too. And what we define as that, that reality is that was bad catechesis. People get bad catechesis, so they don't understand the foundational principles of that church. Now, they can still leave it. That's, that's not the point. The point is, because people are defined as Catholics, and they define themselves as Catholics because they were born there, the second largest church, and this is why I bring this up in America, is fallen away Catholics, because they define themselves as Catholics, but they do not know what Catholic teaching really is, because they've never been properly taught it. Yeah, that makes sense. Mike, let me ask you. So here's what sure. I see. Guy, please enlighten me on this. Uh-huh. When, you're, when you're born, like I said, well, I was born Catholic. And maybe eight weeks after I'm born, like Tom, you said, I'm baptized. The first issue that I remember, I'm an attorney. So I'm trained mm-hmm. to, to look at the, the always the other side. I can come up with three or different arguments. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. We confuse people. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it takes me eight weeks. And then they baptize me. It's a symbolic gesture for sure. But one in which I did not participate. I did not actively choose to make Christ my savior. It's just something that was, a, 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 you know, they just did without my knowledge, without my, because I'm, I'm eight weeks old. I so, want to say something about that. This goes back to what I was saying when you introduced me, Ralph. Even if someone was, let's say, was born into a non-religious Protestant family, is reading hypothetical, mm-hmm. even at 17 years old, if they make that commitment to make Jesus their, their Lord and Savior, and they trust their life to him, you're a Christian. The rest of it, in Protestantism I'm talking about, which people call Christianity, that's, that's, a, that's the form I'm speaking about, is legalese. Now, I, most of my friends, except for me, are, are, are devout Christians, and I, though I'm not one, I know, I know a lot, I know something about it. Though many of them, though, if you let's say, just let me just give you two examples. The the so-called liberal Christians, like the PCUSA, the Protestant Church of the United States of America, and the Methodists, are p- pretty much think that don't believe in the virgin birth, and they think abortion's okay when the Bible clearly condemns it. So that doesn't make them not Christian, not Protestants, they're not mature Christians, but it leads to wonder because when people do that. Your God, not the God who wrote the Bible. Well, so let me just step in there sure just for right. a second and just add a point. So, and this is a as a remember I said I, at the beginning I'm, I'm a um, conservative activist by nature, but at, at heart. So I define myself as a Catholic, as a conservative um, Christian constitutionalist. The reason that matters is to your point, Mike. Um, my battle. And, and this is—it's been interesting over the course of my life. I've, I have a lot of—I fr- mean, most of my friends. I—I I, don't—I don't have groups of friends that are in one group or another. I've got friends in all um, pots, so to speak, or all silos. Um, there's a great confusion on what Catholicism is, and that conf- first part of that confusion is because Catholicism—I'm sorry—because that Catholicism is not well taught to Catholics. That's why we have liberation theology in the Catholic Church, which is that form of communism that's in the Catholic Church. Um, that's why there's so many ultra-liberal Catholics out there. Our president who, and our former Speaker of the House who claim to be Catholic, um, they don't practice Catholicism. They're the perfect example of cultural Catholics, people who are raised Catholics. And there, are, there are very few converted Catholics, people who chose to be Catholic, who are liberal because You've chosen Catholicism because authority matters, and understanding what that authority matters uh, means it matters to people. It's the liberals within the Catholic Church are cradle Catholics who don't know what the Catholic Church really stands for. So very similar to what you were referring to, Mike, and that's what we battle with internally, and that's why we had the the crisis within the Catholic Church of pedophilia Mm -hmm. is because that element chose to enter that church, our church, and, and try to bastardize it. And it's, this is what the Satan will do. And Satan will do it to any religion, right? You mentioned earlier, Mike, about um, the, the cultural uh, liberal uh, Jews who aren't practicing Jews. I mean, the Hollywood Jew is not a practicing Jew. They don't go to synagogue on Saturday, um, mm-hmm. on the Sabbath. They don't, they don't, they, they very rarely, if ever, have a Seder meal, right? I mean, they've practiced Passover other than in a potentially traditional way um, in, in decades, probably. 
You, you make an interesting point, Tom, because um, the left-wing Jews politically are, I, I find them in the whole category other than the three I mentioned, and I want to say something that stands out about them. This is directly related to this. They're their own fourth sect. And the thing they all agree on is they think that instead of radical Islamists who say, kill all infidels, Christians who say, love your enemies, are the enemy. I want to point out something very important about that lie. During the Holocaust, I, I, and I mentioned this many times on my show, and Tom, I talked to Tom about this. I, I thank the Catholic community. Many of them hid Jews during the Holocaust, as well as other people who were slaughtered who weren't Jews. You'll, you'll hear about anti-Semitic people like um, like our presidents and other and other Catholics and who don't do that. But when I mentioned that to Jews, and their big argument that, that, that many left-wing Jews hate is, they go berserk when they hear this, is, well, I think Christians, the Christians think we're going to hell. I'm thinking, why does that bother you? John Hagee, by actually, I got off my point. If you, to me, that's not offensive. It's a loving statement. Ralph, I think you attest to this. They said, "I hope you go to hell." Then I'm offended. But even but since I don't believe in hell in the first place, the Jews don't. And so, if someone tries to convert me, and there's still attempts going on, it means they love me and want to save my soul. And I find that beautiful. And there's a, we all know who John Hagee is. I'm the leader of Christians United for Israel. Next to Benjamin Netanyahu, he is the biggest friend to the Jewish community worldwide. He even said, I am an Israeli, and I wouldn't even go that far, though I love Israel. So I'm clearing up myths as well. Gentlemen, this is fascinating, but I have to tell you, I am, I'm getting an education here. Because I just tend to look at things. I remember, I, I, I've read the, the New Testament. I've read the, the, the entire Bible, but I've concentrated on the New Testament. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I could just get my message across. I'm listening to you guys. You guys make so much sense, and you know so much about the Bible, and you know so much about this history and everything. And to me, it's Thank like, you. seriously, it's like it's, I'm trying to absorb this because I try to – I remember, you know, Jesus once said, listen, until you become like little children, you will not understand me. You will not listen to my word. That's basically what he said. So I look at this as a very, in very simple terms. Here's the first question I ask myself. Whether you're Jewish, whether you're Catholic, whether you're Protestant, it doesn't matter. Who is God to you? He so to I'm, I'm just going to ask God, you that simple sorry, question, sorry, and, then, and then I'm going to come back and try to tie that in. Mike, who is God to the Jewish people? He is the creator of the universe. He um, is a man who, who, sets, who, who, who wrote Ten Commandments, who gave Moses Ten Commandments. He is the father. He is Abba, who is the Hebrew word for father. He is the beginning, the end, and he is, he is omnipresent. He is not an object. He is a spirit. He, he is not a person. When, when Jews or anybody says that this is where we would agree, that God told us something, they don't mean like I'm talking to you, Ralph. It's an exact feeling that we get. And one of the big thing that Jews and Christians disagree on, it's obvious, is there's a Hebrew phrase that I always learned. Adonoyel heinu, the Lord is one. So there is no Jesus or, which is, or Trinity. He is one, and he is the only one. And um, he created the, the, heavens, the, the heavens and the earth, which include all three of us. Gotcha. Tom? Well, so up until that last point, I, I would agree exactly with Mike, and that's because we have the same Hebrew tradition. That's that's what Judeo-Christian values are built upon, is is that singular God, that that monotheistic God, that God of love. I mean, so God is love, right? And this is so let me just explain to you how the Catholic Church demonstrates that. And so we have things what we call corporal works of mercy. I keep apologizing. I'm on a rolling chair here. I apologize. Uh, corporal works of mercy. And and that's important to understand. A good Catholic is going to feed the hungry. A good Catholic is going to give drink to the thirsty. A good Catholic is going to clothe the naked. A good Catholic is going to shelter the homeless, visit the sick, visit the imprisoned, and bury the dead. Um, That's expressions of love, right? And so when we look at what the spiritual works of mercy are, so that was the corporal works. The corporal means we're action, we're doing, right? So then there's spiritual works of mercy. And the reason I'm bringing this up all when we talk about God is, this is all representing God in our own life by sharing that love we're supposed to have. Instruct the ignorant, counsel the doubtful, admonish the sinner, comfort the sorrowful, forgive injuries, and bear wrong, 
wrongs patiently. So all that is, is those are all different descriptions or um, defining ways of expressing love. And to your point at the very beginning, Ralph, it is very simple. God is love. And we should always, and remember when I talked about those great commandments, the second one was thou shall love their, your neighbor as yourself. And mm-hmm. think of all the solutions in life, whether it's foreign policy, economics, family, uh, friendship, um, societal. If we practice those things, we wouldn't have the problems we have in society. So I'll bring in someone who was not Christian to define Christianity. So Gandhi said about Christ, he said, I love your Christ, but I don't like your Christians because they don't act much like Christ. And so although I have no um, love of Gandhi in terms of that description and saying, oh, my God, he's so awesome. It's it's a it's a reflection of our own hypocrisy. When you said earlier, Ralph, that God, that this is how I define things when I talk to groups, when they say, well, why did this happen or why did that happen? I'm like, the God who gave us life gave us liberty. He gave us free will. And the problem is when we do not administer our lives around that, that singular virtue of love our neighbor as ourself, when we forget that, when we become hip- hypocrites in our own experience, that's is what that's what causes stress that's what causes problems that's what causes wars that's what causes anything negative in our lives it's basically as simple as that well gentlemen i wish i had time to to go into uh, my explanation of all this and by the way i'll i'll take this you know and my producer had told, had told me to to uh, tell everybody to make sure to hit the subscribe button and the like button and ring that bell. I'll do that now. He, he, he asked me, he says, Ralph, please do that at the beginning of the show. <laughs> and like a typical Cuban, I just didn't pay attention. Um, so please do that. If you're watching this, just you know, click, you know, click on the subscribe button, ring the bell and all that stuff. Uh, so, you, you, you know, you can subscribe to our, our, our episodes. Gentlemen, I have to tell you, this is going to this could go on for many, many episodes. I will tell you this. I, I hear I hear a lot of, I don't even know where to start, Tom, because you talk about acts of love, uh, uh, Catholics, Christians, uh, believers in God, but you don't have to believe in God to be nice. I know a lot of people that don't believe in God, oh. that, that mm-hmm. help people and love people. And I know Muslims. I have friends who are Muslims. Sure. Uh, these are the nicest people you ever want to meet. And of they'll go out of your, your yeah. So it, I mean, we could go on and on, but again, my, just, just it's it's that's the, that Abraham the Abraham root right there. It's all part of this. God is love. They, they, Muslims believe in God. Jews believe in God. Catholics, Christians believe in God. That core is that love, and that's what we're talking about. So I'm sorry, you're exactly right. You know, but you you can be an atheist. I have many atheist friends like you, Ralph that are the same way. They're wonderful people. They do great charitable work. You don't have to have religion to be a good person. You have to have religion out other than ignorance. I mean, your ignorance of Christ is ignorance of, of that love. But ultimately, God is love. And you don't have to have God in your life to have love that you're, or, or morals or ethics. But that's how we define it in a societal way. Well, let's go back to the oh, question. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. I 200% agree with Tom, not 100. Um, for, uh, on two grounds. First of all, not no two atheists are created the same. Like no two snowflakes or no two no two people have the same voice. I mean, to, to say that atheists, some people, I, I hate the vilification of atheists. Just because they don't accept what I accept, does not mean they don't they don't accept the same values. Let me give you an example. There is a literally a group called um, Secular Pro-Life, like people like Bernard Nathan, Nat Hentoff, if anyone's heard the name. He was a liberal, never, he was a devout atheist, So, and he was as pro-life as, as I am, and I've been involved 37 years. Also, also um, many others, who people who are practicing Jews or practicing Christians, like the National Council of Churches, a left-wing scumbag organization, and that, that's technical, or even Catholics like um, Nancy Pelosi or um, Joe Biden, or even Jews like not only the left fingers, but J- if any of you remember the Jewish Defense League, they were as much of a terrorist group as Antifa or BLM. So just because you ha- not only not only can you you can it's not a lot of atheists don't commit terrorist groups, terrorism like like the Jewish Defense League or or Be Back Lives Matter or any of those groups. So. So, so that's my. So that concludes my response to that question. And um, 
And yeah, atheists so, are people too, just like Jews are people. And um, we, we, we all bleed red. I, I agree. I agree. Let me go back to the original question that I asked you to, who is God to a Catholic? Who is God to a, a Christian? Who is God to a Jew? To me, I, I don't, I don't care. I say I'm a Christian because I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. That's just a term that I use that people understand. Mm -hmm. This is my simple answer to my question. If you would allow me just to, to answer that, that my own question. God is my father. He's our father. I simplify this to a kindergarten level because I don't have the capacity to do anything else. He is our father. He refers to himself as your father. I am your father. When, when Jesus said pray, he said pray our father who art in heaven. Hallowed be Every reference. To, so this is the way I look at it. Gentlemen, I would love your input on this. I look at him. If he's my father, that makes me his child. Mm -hmm. So I take it down to a human level and I say, if he's my father and I'm his child, what would he want for me? I have five children. Mm -hmm. I would lay down my life for any of them. I will do... There's nothing they can do wrong. I've had some of my kids get in some real big trouble, just like I did when I was a young man. You know, just in, <laughs> we did some stuff that you look back now. There's nothing that a child can do in my eyes, my child, that would make me stop loving them. No. Gee, and, and God is this. If he's my father, I have to take that. It's the only way I can understand that. So that's why he says, listen, listen. I, I'm, I gave you some commandments. This is what you should do. However, it doesn't, you, you can break my commandments. You can be this, you can do all the bad things. I will never stop loving you. But let me simplify this right. thing for you. I'm going to give you one commandment. If you want to come and live with me forever in eternity, there's only one thing you need to do. Works alone will not do it. Because it, it, it says that in Romans. Works alone will not will not correct. attain you the kingdom of heaven, correct? So correct. If, if a lot of people think, well, if I'm good, Mother Teresa, you know, I mean, I just got to do good things. So where do you draw the line? Where, where is good things? I, I, now, I, 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 okay, but let me let me finish my thought, Mike. So sorry, Ralph. No, that's okay. And so I'm saying to myself, okay, how many good things do I have to do? And if I do a bad thing, does that erase the good things? It's too complicated for me. This is why, as a father. It's almost like God is looking at me and saying, listen to me, Ralphie boy. Okay. There's only one thing I want you to do. You must do to live with me in eternity. Only one thing. And that is to accept my son, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior. Now, to me, that's a simple thing. Now, you take it a step further because once you really accept him, his, when he left, he says, I'm going to send somebody more powerful than me to live in you. I'm going to send my spirit. So, to me, if I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I, I, my thought is I've got to try to follow Jesus' teachings. But God says, once you accept him, you see, even if you blow it, every time you do something wrong, come to me and ask for forgiveness. And I, as your father, will forgive you, just like I forgive my kids, no matter what they do. I, I don't have the mental capacity um, because we're all going to die. You see? Mm -hmm. So my, here's my question. I ask people, you know what happens when we die? Nobody can answer that. Nobody knows what happens when we die. You see? So to me, it's like a gamble. It's the ultimate gamble. I say, well, well, I don't know. Maybe we come back as a dog, come back as a thing I hated the worst. You know, maybe everything just stops. So I, I need to simplify this thing. This is why this religion thing, the Catholics, the Jews and all that, to me, it's like, Everything man touches, they, they create divisions, they create borders, they, they separate. Look what's happening now in this country. So let me, let me let me just well, tap no, on no, no, just okay. go ahead, I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah, go. Go ahead, please. Ralph is the most controversial part of the show. I'm going to disagree with your premise and tell you why. Not not the religious part about Jesus. I, I, I'm not going to have a debate about that. But I have to take issue with something you said. Sure. And one thing about me, everyone knows, is I, I have a very hard time not speaking my opinion. I don't care if, if the fact that someone was my father, I had a wonderful father, God, God rest his soul. I don't think blood is sicker than water. I care less about that. There are fathers who beat, uh, which, is, which is, the qualification I use is a father who is a 
is an excellent dad, an unconditional dad who not only walk, talks his talk, but walks the walk. Mm-hmm. Some people should have and should cut off with their fathers, and I don't believe unconditional sure. forgiveness, different religion. Mm-hmm. Charles Rothenberg was a father who burned his son, and just because his father, I think if his son were to come to me and I was Uncle Dr. S, and he said, I love my daddy, he did that, I'd say, and? I don't think blood is who you're related to with blood, which is what you're saying on a deeper level, is a biological. But that's not what I said, Mike. I didn't say we oh, were related oh, by blood. Okay, okay. Please clarify. Sorry if I misquoted you. No, no, no. That that was the interpretation. No, I had. we're not I, related I, I by blood. We're not related by blood. Blood is not thicker than water. <laughs> yeah, but we're not related by blood with God. It's, it's yeah, not yeah, a but blood it's the same concept that you're talking about. There is a correlation. I want right. to explain it, and, and I appreciate that. But if you believe that God created you. Then there's a relationship between you and God, because God. Well, yes, if you believe that, it does go deeper, though. Here, here's what I'm trying to say, and I, and I'm going to try to say it so simple that um that um how, that Kamal Harris would understand. Well, that even not, a, a Cuban can understand. Let's not go there, but um, <laughs> there are people I know related to me by blood, people who I love, people who I can't stand. Yes, he has different connections. He's my father, but not all fathers are created or created to equal. Yes, um, yes, um, Charles Rothenberg, who burned his son, was created David, and David would not have been born without Charles. Maybe it's better David wasn't born. So I think the analogy probably shouldn't so so I would not use that analogy. We have free speech in this country, and religions create free speech. I think it's a faulty one for because it, it's over, it's globalizing fatherhood which could be good or bad the fact he's a great father and a, and a perfect father that's that, that's worth my 10 cents yeah and my response to that is very simple there's exceptions to everything there are good fathers and there are bad fathers if i believe in god you don't disagree I, then no no yeah I, listen there are bad mothers good mothers but th- there's an exception you know mostly parents you know love their kids now are there some bastards out there they just mm. absolutely but that's our human nature well, but I don't, I, I, you see, th- this is the difference between, it, it's, to me, it's a battle between our human nature and, and God's nature. That's, it's the battle. Uh, you know, so we get, we're, we have free will to choose whatever nature we want to, to, uh, to govern us. Ralph, you see? so to, to your point, let, let's, let's tap on two theological themes here that, that you bring up. And that is, uh, it's, it's very simple, yet it's very hard. So mm-hmm. the battle of, the the story of Adam and Eve in the garden, right? I mean, the the serpent comes and basically tells Eve, uh, "You can be as powerful as God if you just take a bite of this apple." You and she takes the bite of the apple. And, but whose fault was it? Whose fault was it that that Eve took a bite bit, bite out of that apple? Well, if she had free will, it was hers. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. It's it's Adams, and here's why. So, okay, Adam. Well, it, to, okay. no, 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 no. But to, to your point, because what she had free will, mm-hmm. but she didn't have to exercise it that way. But our job as men, and our mm-hmm. God, what God told us is, as men, we're supposed to be the protectors. We're supposed to protect everything within our realm. That is our. That's one of the stewardship, right? That's what we're okay. supposed to do. And when we failed to deliver for, as metaphorically speaking, for her protecting her. That's what let loose this free will and the and the and the and the rollout of the bad things in, in the world. That's the metaphor of the Garden of Eden story, right? So, to your point, God's sacrificial love was bringing us His Son to say, "Listen, this is the way." Right? Look all the names of, of, of Jesus: the gate, the path, the door, the way. Every every one of these words, the Lamb goes back. The Lamb goes back to to Mike's tradition of the Seder meal, right? An unblemished lamb, right. right? So that's why he's called the lamb of God. It's 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 hearkening the Old Testament traditions of 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 the Passover protection. Again, all about protecting. That is what God's love is for us, is that 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 veil of protection for us all. And so fast forward, when Jesus dies on the cross, he doesn't die on the cross. That's not when that it ends. That's part of it. It's when his last, and Mike, let me just ask you a question, see if you know the answer to this, because sure. this is really important. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many glasses of or cups of wine are drank at a Seder meal? Twelve. Four. 
A, a, a Seder meal, the last cup is the fourth cup. And that's what concludes the Seder meal. And in Jesus at the Last Supper, he it kind of confuses the apostles because they're all Jews. They're all faithful Jews. And he says to them, let's go out. I, I, this will be the last time I drink of the vine of the, of this, the, the, the drink of the vine until we celebrate again in heaven. And they're, they're looking at him like, Christ, what are you talking about? This doesn't make sense. This meal's not over. We haven't concluded the meal. So he then is God, goes out there. He prays, he prays, he prays. And he's asking, if, if, if this shall pass through me, let it be as your will, right? And he, okay. He gets up, he's now crucified on the cross. He gets speared in the side by, by the centurion. And he says, it is finished. What's finished? The, the Passover Seder meal that he just lived finished. And the pouring out of that from his side is that last cup of the covenant, which is the Jewish tradition of the, of the say of the covenant. And to Mike, this is the whole point. We as Christians are brought forth to that moment to be good fathers, to be good people, to be the people he designed us to be, that he showed that great love by giving us a son to show us the example of the way mm -hmm. and for us to always emulate that life, emulate those teachings. And so he, going back, when you go to James, when he talks about, you know, it's, you're not justified by faith alone in James, James 2. In James 2, he says, faith without works is dead. Because what he's saying is, I want you to be faithful, like you said, as a child, but I also want you to emulate me. I want you to do good works. I want you to tell people the good news, the gospel. I want you to do good works. I want you to do corporal works of mercy. I want you to help the poor, help the invalids, help mm -hmm. the sick, help the people who are in prison, talk to them. The point is, he doesn't leave anyone out. When you go to the Beatitudes and he says, this is, you know, it's the, the parable, you can, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to go to heaven. It's not about, that's not about money being bad. It's about money being your love because your love, as you point out, Ralph, is supposed to be in Christ. Your love mm -hmm. is supposed to be in the life of Christ, not material things. All this boils down to as a father, you said it, you love your kids more than anything in the world other than Christ and you do anything for them. But that sacrificial love you're talking about is a sacrificial love you were taught by Christ. And so, but when your child does bad things, if, if, if my child, you know, started drinking heavy one night, gets in a car accident and kills somebody, I'm not gonna go in there and say, oh my God, son, I love you so much. I don't care what you did. I'm gonna say, see what you did? You lost sight of what is important in your life and you got selfish, you got careless, you did made bad choices. As a loving parent, we don't condone the bad acts of our children. We use those moments to bring them closer to Christ. We bring we bring ourselves closer to Christ and we love them with that unfailing love that Christ has given us that we then give our children, but we do it in a way that lifts them up. That is our job is to mentor our children to make better choices in their life like Christ has done by our watching his example that's what the Bible's about. He gives us all these examples of what we're supposed to do. Now, that free will is going to derive us to make bad choices, but we're supposed to bring and reorient ourselves back to that cross. Listen, I agree. I, I don't, I'm trying to figure out how that conflicts with what I said. Maybe I didn't oh, it, explain it did. Oh, no, it didn't. Oh, no, it oh. Did. I, was just, I was just expanding on it. Nope. Yeah, and, and I love that explanation. I'll tell you, I learned a lot. Uh, <laughs> See, I think most people are so involved in life and everything is so difficult. I don't think God wants to complicate things. And that's, I think mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons he said he sent his son to die. And he said, listen, I'm just going to give you one thing to do. Believe in my, accept my son as your Lord and Savior. And when you do that, his spirit comes into you. And, and because his spirit now governs you, then you do all your, you, you, you do all those things that he asks you to do because, you know, love people, forgive people, do good acts and stuff like that. And, you know, like, for example, the, the, who was it? Was it a burglar that died? One of the guys next to him on the cross next to him, mm -hmm. the last moment he said, God, your Lord, forgive me. And mm -hmm. he said, you're forgiven and, and you will spend eternity with me in heaven. Yep. See, yep. so this guy is from what I understood. He, he did bad things all his life. He stole, he did whatever he did. And the last minute he accepted Christ and, you know, According to 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 Jesus, he spent he's now in eternity with him. 
So to I see the, the difference between you guys and myself is that you guys know so much. You're so you're so learned about this. And you know, I just try to bring it down to a level where look, Jesus God loves me so much. He sent his son to die for me. And all he's asking me to do is believe in my son and let his spirit take over and do the things, follow his teachings. That's all. And when you do something wrong, come to me and I'll, I will see, this goes to your point. If my son comes, he does something terrible and he comes to me, I will forgive him. It doesn't mean I will condone him. I will say, you know what? You know why that happened? You bozo, because this, 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 and this. And you know, you got to take active steps. However, I will never stop loving him. That's the prodigal son story, Ralph. You're exactly right. So, I mean, think about this as, as people. We have that petty jealousy. We all have that petty jealousy. When we see someone get something that we think, oh, man, well, that whole prodigal son story, that his the son who obeyed his father the whole time looks at it and thinks, my gosh, dad, how can you do this? I have listened to your words. I didn't waste your money. I didn't go out with prostitutes. I didn't drink at night. I didn't run away. I did the tending of your fields. I took care of your sheep. I did everything you asked for me, God, Father. But you're you're throwing this huge feast for him? And the point is, and this is the whole point of your making, is God cares about every one of us. And that's why, as a Catholic, part of my my core principle as a Catholic is to look at everybody and not judge anybody is to look at anybody and say, if somebody needs help, that's why he was always saying, help the least of mine, help the least of mine. My, my kids get a kick out of this. And this is, I'm not bragging because this is simply just rote memorization of what I'm supposed to do. It's not me doing it. It's me emulating what I'm supposed to do. Correct. I mean, it's, it's not me, it's Christ doing it. So if I see a lemonade stand, my kids know every time I'm stopping to help these kids out, right? I'm always going to, that's my mindset. I'm always out there. I want to edify good behavior everywhere. But when there's bad behavior, I'm the first to go in there and say, listen, you know what? That's great. By the grace of God, because I've screwed up like you have, Ralph, like you have, Mike. I've screwed up so much in my life. I have experience. So I can talk to you about how bad you can screw up. I've done it. But here's the thing. We can walk our way back to from it together. Right. We, right. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to you don't have to worry about me judging you because by the grace of God, I'm I'm alive and it's only by the grace of God. I'm still alive for the stupid crap I've done in my life. And the reality is I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm here to help bring other people to Christ. That's kind of my role is if I can show Christ's sure. love to my fellow brothers and sisters, to the people who need it most then that's kind of what I'm going to do. And that's what you do. And that's what you do, Mike. I mean, this is what the three of us do. And Jason, who's, who um, sadly couldn't uh, join us here, same way. That passion that we thought we, we were joking about earlier, that Cuban passion, that's why. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, this, this passion we have that wells up within us is Christ pouring out, right? And it's, that, that's, that's the neat thing. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, I, I agree. Totally. I, I want to, sorry. Sure. I want to introduce if, Ralph. So, I permission to. Do, I want to introduce two things, but two things about Judaism I haven't mentioned. One, every one, all Jews agree on. Second, is, is very a little controversial in the Jewish faith. Can I please so you have your permission to do that? Absolutely. Mike, go right ahead. Love to sure. Hear. People wonder what do we believe about the what do us Jews believe about the afterlife? Do we believe in the afterlife? Yes, with an asterisk. There is life after death. However. There's two things that differ us from me, from you too. We're much less concerned about it. And we believe that good works do get you to where, to, to the good side. There's not, it's not simply called heaven. I don't, I claim a little ignorance here. I, I think I think most rabbis would know this better. I don't know, since I don't believe in Satan, I don't, I don't know if there's a hell, but there, there is that element to it. There isn't a new, I don't know when this started. I think, Tom, you, you're, you certainly know a lot about this. But the most, there isn't something, a lot, of, a lot of these people are in Palm Beach. You guys have heard of Jews for Jesus, a.k.a. Messianic Jews, I'm sure. They are Jews who convert to Christianity, and they still don't call themselves Jews through the culture aspect. Well, the Orthodox Jews, going back to them, you know, God doesn't change, religions do. 
something they're they are opening up to. I never had a problem with their faith marriage. I've dated women out of my religion. If I married someone, so my love is is Catholic or Protestant. They have they're my they're Mrs. Edson. But the one thing, the unforgivable sin to any Orthodox Jews I ever talked to are Messianic Jews. I don't know who hates them more, white supremacists or Orthodox Jews. To me, if they're happy, that's all I care about. Sure. So there's two, there's two new introductions to Judaism, and um, Shalom and Ralph, you got the mic. <laughs> Guys, it's been a pleasure. We we got to follow this up with another episode. Um, sure. I'm just, I, I you guys, I'm learning so much, but... I know you're not trying to change my mind. Maybe I'm just approaching no, it a different not. way. I'm a simple guy. To me, it's like either you believe in, in the power of God. Because, you know, you can believe in God and not believe in the power of God. To me, that's right. He is. There are people that believe that God exists, but they don't believe that, that who he is and what he has the power to do. Mm -hmm. That's the way I feel. So I believe that he is who he says he is. I'm not going to go into, you know what I'm talking about. And, I know and, what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, you know, so so I I try to simplify this as much as possible. He, he, asks, he says, Ralphie, do one thing. Just do one thing because I don't want to complicate your life. I love you. I don't want to complicate your life. Just believe in my son. Accept him as your Lord and your Savior. And, and you know, let's, let's keep it at that. Keep it simple because it, we complicate everything. And so, so here's my last question to you guys, and we got to wrap it up, okay? Sure. Why are there so many religions? I mean, to me, it's like we, we are so good at creating borders. And when if you if you look at the New Testament, Christ never mentioned religion once. Well, never he, he does. He, he uses the term church instead yeah, 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 of religion. But, but, but church is one church. Thing. Yeah, the church. It, 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 he 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 never mentions it, we we took that one term and all of a sudden how many church how many different religions are there, Tom? It's like a ton of them. Well, 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 I want to well, answer well, your well, question because I, I don't know, but I, but I want to answer the, the, the initial question, if I may, Ralph, okay? Uh -huh. Why are there so many different religions? Uh -huh. I'm equated to something that I think your audience and, and me, and it certainly helps me. Why are there so many different beliefs about, about the Constitution? There's, there's like, if you ask five people who are constitutional scholars what certain article this means, you never get the same answer twice. But to elaborate on that, all three of us are monotheistic believers. We believe in one God. Mm -hmm. Many others believe in de different gods, you know, multiple gods, polytheistic. The reason why is is, be, is, is, is so is complex. It's hard to simplify this because there are different reasons around the world why people have it's the same reason why some people believe it's are men or women or some people are, are leftists or, conser or, or conservatives. Mm -hmm. Notice I'm, you know, where I come from. A lot of it is is actually blind faith because you believe what you're taught. Now, I'm somebody who is a critical thinker. I'm proud of that. There are things I there are things I taught that I do and don't believe in, but there are probably more religions than, than I can even think of. In fact, I mentioned three branches of Judaism. There, four, actually, four. But if you want to, I'll let three and a half. There's more. There's so many versions of Christianity besides just Protestantism and 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 um, Catholicism. There's they're not all the same. Jehovah's Witnesses, different discussion. So, this, I, I'm a, so the same reason why five economists can't agree. But the one thing I want to say is that some, there's a group of people who call themselves, who say they believe in all religions. That means they believe in nothing because they contradict each other. Right. Did my best, and I hope I got at least a B minus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I hear you. I go back to my father. My father is very simple. Listen, th this, is, this is the way this is. You can do whatever you want. It's your choice. But, you know, there's one right way to do something. So I, I don't, as my father tried to simplify my life, right is right, wrong is wrong. And if I believe that God is my father, I have to tell you what he says, hey, this is the right way to do it. You have free will to do whatever you want, do whatever you want. But I, I'm not, I don't think God came to, he, he didn't make us to complicate our lives. We complicate our lives ourselves. I'm saying, you know, I can understand two or three different religions because men, free will, they can do whatever they want. There's got to be a ton of religions, and I'm thinking to myself, what? Well, so really? let, let me ask you a question, Ralph. So you asked that question, and let's because we kind of have to define terms. So when you say religions, are you referring to Judaism, Christianity, Islam, um, Hinduism, or are you referring to the denominational Christianity, where we have Catholicism, Eastern Orthodox? Um, 
and and 50,000 denominational Protestants. Is that what you're referring to? I would say all of the above. Why okay, so why do we complicate things, Tom? Why why do we have why do we com we but we do this with everything, Tom. This is why we're in, our, 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 the world is in a condition it is in. We complicate everything. <laughs> you know, keep things simple. To me, it's and this is no to me. This is so because I I just want to keep things. What do I need to do to go here? All right, you take this, you do this, you take this road, you turn right at the stop sign. So I ask God, what do I need to do to go to heaven? I, I want to live with you for the rest of eternity. He says, so, well, you need to do this. That's no, all. No, so, but, but, so I would disagree with you on, on your premise there, because your premise was that to keep it simple, all you have to do is believe in Christ. But that's not what he said. I didn't say believe in Christ. I said you need to accept them as your Lord. And Big difference. Because well, even, even the devil believes in Christ. No, okay. So I'm sorry. Correct. I mean, but, that, but again, but that's that's semantics because you, you know what I meant. Um, but but that, of course, he's my Lord and Savior, and he's any Christian, he's his Lord and Savior. Um, but here's the problem. That's the if you read the New Testament, he gives you all the guidelines. In fact, if you go to First Corinthians, where he talks about again, Christianity was born at that Last Supper. This is where he went to his apostles. Because remember, and this is, I, I want to bring you back. Actually, I'll bring you back to John. I think it's John 660 and 666, that area right there. You okay, guys, let, so, let's make it brief. We got to <laughs> Okay, we got this, this will be real fast. This will be real fast. So he was talking about his, for you to become one with him, you're going to have to eat his flesh and drink his blood. This is where he talks about this in John 6. And some of his apostles, some of his disciples said, uh, that sounds like cannibalism to me. No thanks. And they left. Mm -hmm. uh, he had a huge crowd of people with him, and they left. This is John 660 and or 666, somewhere right around there. And he says, This this is what I want you to do if you to believe in me. This is what you're gonna do. And they left. He didn't say, Hey guys, hold on, stop. I was just kidding. Um, come on back. I don't want to lose you. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he's explaining to us what it means to be a Christian. And he's right. telling them. So then he demonstrates that this is before, this is two years before um, the Last Supper. And he's already explained it to them. And some of the apostles didn't believe it and they left. So then you get to the Last Supper and he does the Seder meal, which is a Jewish meal, the last, the, the Passover meal. And he says, this is my body. This is my blood. Do this in memory of me. Now, if you go to 1 Corinthians um, 11, 1 Corinthians 11, I forget the exact verse. And he says, if you do this unworthily, you're, you're damnating yourself. And the reason he's saying this is, to your point, it's not that simple. Love is simple, but the process of refining our love and demonstrating our love, love every day and doing and walking in his steps is not simple. That's why it's so difficult is because it's there for us all to read. But the, think about this. To your point, from, from 1521 to today, there are either 40 to 55,000 new denominations of Christianity, of denominational Protestantism. And every day, new ones are starting because this pastor doesn't agree with what that pastor is doing or that pastor does. And th so they're all defining Christianity differently. Mm -hmm. The problem is that it's all there in black and white. And if the Judaism, Mike might relate to this, Judaism has their, the Torah is black and white. The black is what's written. The white is what's what's tradition in, in uh -huh. Judaism. In Catholicism, it's the same way. But I'll, I'll leave it there that it's not simple. It, it's a very simple thing to accept God as Jesus as our Lord and Savior, but it's not a simple action, meaning acting it out. We got to do it saying. every day. I, I see what you're saying. It, it's not it's not a simple action. If it was simple, my right. goodness, everybody would do it. However, exactly. Yeah, maybe when I said it's simple. No, no, no. I need to keep it simple because it's just so much. So yeah. I don't think he wants to confuse me. No, but, no, and that's no, and right? that's but that's why we have that's why we have Bible and tradition. Listen. Yeah, but everybody interprets the Bible a different. See, this is what no, they, no, but it, should, it, it shouldn't have to be interpreted. This is why authority matters. So again, so back to one of the one of the schisms that Luther created was the rejection of authority. And mm -hmm. about, at the very beginning when we talked, and I said, the history of the history is important. The reason there was a prime minister, the reason he handed the keys over to the, of the kingdom 
And he says this verbatim. This is very simple. I'm handing the keys over to you, Peter. On, you, on this rock, I'm going to build my church. Now, there is an apostolic tradition from that forward. As, as a Catholic, we've watched this. We've watched this unfold. Martin Luther created this, this chasm that's created, open this Pandora's box. And I'll leave it there because I know we got to go. But that Pandora's box, think about this. Instead of just having Lutheranism, we have Lutheranism, Calvinism, and then all the other isms and to today and to tomorrow, right? And so to your point, it's not simple because they are things everyone's interpreted in their way instead of the way he intended it to be interpreted. Yeah, and it's a very personal thing also. Uh, you know, Luther was human. So who's to say he's not right. fallible? We're all fallible. Right, absolutely so, we are. Yeah, because if someone doesn't follow Luther's teachings, it doesn't mean that he's not going to attain the kingdom of heaven. You know, who's Luther? I mean, it's just his, really his opinion. I mean, you know, it's, you know, I, yeah, see, it's a guy like me just has to keep it very simple. I, I, you know, I want to attain the kingdom of heaven, accept Jesus. And I try to do, I try to follow his teachings and it's, it's not easy because our human nature gets in the way. It's not easy to follow his teachings. But the good thing about it is that I know, I, I recognize this. I recognize that when I know that I violated one of his laws, one of his principles, I go to him immediately and I say, Lord, I am so sorry. Yep. Please forgive me. And, and if, has, if that's really what I feel love, in my heart. Yes. He has endless, endless love. love and forgiveness yeah. for all of us. And that's the beauty of it. You're exactly right. Yeah, yeah, that that's my whole thing, and I I wish I could get a grasp of this thing like you guys do. Um, I just I just I just I I got to keep it simple, guys. I but I'll tell you, I've learned a lot. We need to pick this up in a second because I got a ton of questions to ask you guys because sure. this is like an education. It's been fun. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I really yeah. appreciate the time. Thank, Thank you, Tom. Tom I learned more about Catholicism in this hour, which I've always been interested in, in the 50s with my 52 Me years too. of existence. Yeah, I definitely have learned a ton, Tom. Thank so you, you are, for that. You are my rabbi now. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to bring you back. And we, uh, our next episode, we're going to get together again uh, and do an episode on January, about the January 6th yep. uh, situation and proceedings yes. and all that. That's going to be fun. Absolutely. Right? So, folks, stay tuned for that. Uh, hit the uh, like button, subscribe button, ring the bell, and the whole thing. And remember, our job here is to bring you the truth. We'll bring you the truth. Now, there, there might be different truths, but you're, they're all based on facts. And, you know, when you're faced with that, we bring you face-to-face -face with those. And your job then is to, well, decide what you want to do with it. You either accept it or you don't. Okay. So if you want to come on the show, if you want to send us an email, youyouthetruth.com, it's right there on your screen. Do that. Uh, we lost Mike. Tom, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Oh, well, man. Thanks, Mike. Let me, yeah. Ralph has been fantastic. Thank you so much. Love it. Good seeing yeah. you, Mike. And by the way, I, I just want to, if I could, if I could just give out my website and say one thing about it, Ralph. Yes. May I? My website, I'm on every Tuesday it and Friday, starting next week, 4 p.m. Eastern <laughs> time. To, to all you people who are, in, who are in Central Zones, you can hear archives of my show where I debated, Tom and Ralph heard this. Um, Atheist activist Dan Barker, who is the co-president of Freedom from Religion Foundation, who's debated Dinesh Souza and many others. I debated him whether God exists, period. My show reports, you decide. It was a debate I loved. It's trending all over the, the web now. Yeah, guys, tune in to, to my other, show. Great other episodes. Yeah, great. Love great it, Ralph. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. I'm going to Thank you. All right. See you next time, guys. See you, Mike. Shalom. You have just come face to face with the truth. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and hit that bell so you will be notified when we drop new episodes.